Okay, with Ali May, the last picture is the short film winner of Best Direction at the Female uh, Feedback Film Festival. What an interesting film. And like this, this is a well-deserved Best Direction film because it's so interesting the way you shot it because I think someone, one of the audience members mentioned it was like, it's kind of like a fly in the wall. Like we're the audience. I'm not going to give away the, the, the ending, but it's like, we're, what would we do in this situation? So, but as a director, you could have shot it from the point of view of the waitress. You could have shot it from the point of view of the, of the girl, but you just shows the shot at like from like far away. So it gives the audience that kind of uneasy feeling of like, would we be better than the waitress in this film or we would just be like her? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that's exactly, exactly the question I wanted to pose to the, to the audience. Exactly. Yeah. So that, so like I said, to finish it off, so, well, well-deserved <laughs> best direction, because it's like you, there's a real interesting point of view that you had that you don't see often in short films. And, and you made that creepy kind of feeling throughout, even though we don't know what's going to happen, but I think that was your intention, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I really like to leave an audience um, kind of coming to their own conclusions and um, you know, making, making choices, you know, making choices for themselves as an audience. I enjoy doing that as a viewer and I enjoy my audience doing that as well. Well, you succeeded hundred percent. So tell me about like, it's a really interesting film, kind of almost like that we can feel the heat. You know what I mean? Like while you're watching the film, like it's hot. <laughs> I'm assuming it was hot while you're filming it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't think it was actually, we filmed it in October. And as I recall, we were all wearing sweatshirts. So okay. I think it was so maybe chilly. it wasn't okay. Yeah, I think it was chilly. It was dry. You know, Northern California, I filmed it in Petaluma. It's very dry here, but it was in October and we had a cool October last year. I think that I recall everyone wearing sweatshirts. I think we, we were kind of chilly, actually, especially that big, the big shot at the end, the, yeah. um, the, the, the wide shot. Um, that was late in the day. It was cold. So tell me, okay, so tell me you wrote the screenplay. And uh, so when did you kind of come up with this idea for this script? Like, when did you, when did it come, come to you? Um, a few years ago, I, I, I wrote the treatment for a feature and an outline for a feature. And then, um, uh, you know, knowing that if I wanted to make it, I'd have to raise money. So I just thought, well, I'll just go ahead and make a short to use for marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so a couple of years ago, it's actually based on a true story. It's based on a real girl who was abducted and um, murdered and her, um, the serial killer who abducted her took photographs of his victims and he, and she was his last victim. So it's very loosely based on that story. And I am obsessed with true crime and especially serial killers. I know mm. that is the creepiest thing to be obsessed with, but I am, I, I keep myself up like far too many nights doing deep, deep dives on serial killers and their crimes and their victims primarily on, on how the victims got themselves into the situations that they did. For instance, that girl, she was 13 years old and she ran away with a 20 year old boyfriend and um, they hitchhiked and they were picked up by the serial killer. He immediately that, that night killed her boyfriend and he held on to her for six weeks or something like that, torturing her and, and doing things like that. So um, yeah, that's what it's based on. 
So did this person have like a history of doing this, like keeping women around for a while before he killed no, them? Did not. He, he generally killed after just a day or two, mm -hmm. but I think probably because she was young, she was a little girl, you know, she was just a little girl. She really didn't have a lot of fight in her, you know, like a little, a 13 year old girl is small. She's, she's, she's pretty fragile, you know, um, and she's also young and uh, creeps like that, you know, probably get off on the control of a child versus a woman who is going to be fighting the whole time. Like, a, a, you know, like you could, like, if it were me, you know, like I would be, you know, clawing and, and kicking and screaming and he would have to kill me. Right. He'd yeah. have to kill a woman, but a child is filled with fear and they don't know what to do. And I think that that's probably why he he's still alive by the way so i don't say his name i will never speak his name i would never want him to know that 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 any kind of a anything was made yeah that had anything to do with him so, so i'm assuming he's from a state that doesn't have the death penalty then uh it was the the um where he was captured and i i'm pretty sure he's in federal prison but it was in um iowa so okay. i don't know i don't know about the death penalty and stuff there so what what uh, I'm just curious because like I from from I from you said you studied uh, crime I'm from Niagara Falls region and you know Paul Bernardo so I was the same age or a year younger than the victims of Paul Bernardo of Leslie Mahaffey and Kristen French in Niagara region so it was very much my part of my identity as a as a as a teenager and it affected a lot of us in our generation this when this happened to us so a lot of people in my generation from that area are very much addicted to crime like true crime like you are and i kind of went the opposite direction i was like i don't want to deal with it at all like i never watched law and order i never watched any of these shows criminal minds i kind of like steered in the opposite direction and uh, but i was just curious if you have like a is there a history to why psychology to why you're so interested in in this or just, you just you just happen to be interested i you know what i i don't know i mean probably there probably is I, I i grew up i grew up in a pretty tough neighborhood and i did see a lot of scary things um one night in particular my mother was a drug addict and um one night in particular i was home alone with my sisters and my brother and someone in the middle of the night and my mother was gone, you know, who knows where, and someone pounded on our door and broke down our front door. And we were all there protect, you know, there is a little group and then they left. And, you know, we don't know if they were at the wrong place, you know, they could have, yeah. they could have been meth people. Like, we don't know. Um, but, I, but honestly, from like a really young age, I remember just being really drawn to dark stuff, like really dark stuff, like the creepier, the better the movie, you know, like I always liked scary movies. I was always in for a thrill. Give me, you know, I was six years old. Take me to the haunted house, you know, scare the shit out of me. I yeah. like it, you know? So I think I'm just, I just, I really like, like the thrill. I don't, I don't know. It sounds morbid, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily associated with an event in my life, though. I did have a lot of darkness growing up around me. Well, it, it works for, for you as a filmmaker. Cause it's really comes true, comes true. So you, you were saying that this is, uh, this, there's a bigger film within this short film. Like you're saying that. Right. I have a treatment for a feature. Yeah. Okay. And so this is like almost a proof of concept, kind of, kind of yeah, short in much, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you haven't written the feature yet. You just like it's just it's the, the idea is to pop have, into there. 
Correct. I, I have the treatment written and um, it would be like the third feature down that I have in development. So I have two of the um, of the feature scripts written and I'm struggling with getting those made. So okay. I'm not in too big of a hurry to write this one mm -hmm. as a as a it's not a commercial film. It's not something that, you know, that anyone would really I'd have to make it myself and get producers to make it. I think it could I think it could be successful, but I just know enough about working with Hollywood that they're yeah. like oh, concept. No, 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 no girl in trouble. No, you know, they they it's a little too dark and a little too gritty, I think. Yeah, well, you never know these days, right? Because it's like it's, if you turn it into like a, a, a short lived like a TV series or something that seems to be like you never know. Like it's like like the wind always changes, right? In terms of what people yeah. want, I guess, right? I'd like him to be dead before I would make it, though. Honestly, I'd like him to be deceased. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I wouldn't want him to have any wind of something that even I wouldn't want him to even think that anything was made that was that was made off of him. I just I, I feel really weird about that. Like I would not want to. Um, romanticize or or capitalize on his heinous crime and what he did to that child but i think you're kind of like looking at it from the macro point of view you're just using his story as an analogy of, of a bigger kind yeah. of concept yep. i guess right yep yeah yep so you can, that's what i mean like you can never like yeah you can always argue that that point right it's not really about him but you're just kind of using him as a trope i guess right, right? yeah yeah absolutely yeah so tell okay so Tell me about the, the film itself. So it's eight minutes and you have obviously three key characters. Every one of every character of this film, like not that it wasn't like that for a lot of films, but very important that each of them are casted properly. Even even the fourth character, the the, the gentleman who does, I don't think he has any lines, but he's got a certain ominous look to him, right? But tell me about the casting, yeah. especially the girl. Where, where did you find the girl? Um, it was pretty exhaustive. That was actually her very first um, film role. And um, uh, the main the main visual shot for me that I had in my head that I could not like, it was hard to get actresses to do was the looking up into the camera when she was at the table. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, for some reason I, I, I had in auditions, I had everyone, you know, read that scene and, you know, with the instructions of looking up into the up into the camera that they were recording on and i just couldn't get anyone to do it uh emote terror like yeah. that quiet like desperation and she just nailed it like the moment i saw her do it i was like her that one emma <laughs> she's perfect um she couldn't cry though, which was unfortunate because in there's a shot towards the end. Um, I really wanted to get some big tears like pulling mm -hmm. in her eyes, but she couldn't, she just couldn't do it. Was she under 18? She was not, she was um, 19. Okay. So then also needed parental... her to look young. Gotcha. Yeah. But she, at the yeah, same no, time, it's her first role. It's a really like, so yeah. you're just looking for reaction shots, right? Like she doesn't really say much. It's just more about. Yeah. She doesn't say much. She says, but what she does say is important. Yeah. She because um, she had to, you know, she had to convey that she was a lightness while she was talking to him, mm -hmm. but a lightness that was concealing fear. You know, she was trying to, and she. I thought she did a great job. I was so happy with every choice that she made. So then, the gentleman, uh, 
like he's got to have a certain charm to him, right? Like a certain attractiveness, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and but there's that still that cre- it's like that combination of it's contradicting things, right? He's charming and he's handsome, but he's also a creep at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's not so an easy to, that's not easy to play. That's not easy to find someone who can do that, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Trevor is um, he's quite an accomplished actor. He's he's got a lot of big roles coming up he's doing um and he's been a character actor here in the bay area he's just done like dozens of films and he's really active and like i said like he was in um he was in uh the keanu reeves movie um what was the keanu reeves movie <laughs> with uh, <laughs> the one where he, he shoots everybody or something uh no the where he's nemo or um oh um the matrix so, Yes, he was yeah. in the last Matrix last film. Matrix movie, yeah. <laughs> he was in um, Thirteen Reasons Why, and okay. he's done he's done like big stuff, you know. And and he's a really good actor, and he's a really good friend of mine. So he was um, also the producer of the film, correct? Yes, and he's one of the producers of the film. But he's, he's the one who was kind of like instigate, like he was the, he was on at the beginning of like I want to play this role. I can I can you guys help you guys work together? I guess from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. We've worked together on a couple of other things too. He's helped. He's helping me to produce one of my feature films, and he has a tiny role in that. But gotcha. Well, good for him. He did a, did a terrific job. And then the waitress is somebody that like seasoned, someone who's been working there for probably like 15, 20 years, seen it all. Very sharp, yeah. kind of like yeah. kind of can observe people really well, right? She sees something's yeah. off, but. Without, like, like yeah. I said, mind you, without any much dialogue, like without, it's all subtext, right? Oh, her, and she just, she, wasn't she just fantastic? Yeah. I love, I loved her performance so much. There was so much that I wanted, like I could have made a 20 minute short just because there was so much of her that I didn't want to cut, you know, I didn't want to leave on the floor, you know, but it, it you know, you have to just kind you of- You sure had to serve the story, right? Yeah. Oh, it was hard because she's so good. She, she's fantastic. Like so convincing. Like she is like, she, she's, she's a waitress. Like, you know what I mean? Like when somebody watching a film, someone's playing a waitress, like, oh, they're playing a waitress. That's cool. And then do you, you watch this film? It's like, Oh, she's a waitress. Like, you know what I mean? You know the difference? Like, yeah. yeah. So Thank convincing. you. I, I thought so too. I thought she was really great. I was really happy with her performance. And, and, we, I think, and I think too. I was just going to say, like, I think a lot of us have not, maybe not as extreme a situation, but we've all kind of felt that, point of view where like something's off but who is who it is to me to do something about it or then you know what I mean we all have that kind of these moments in our lives that maybe we regret for not for inaction I guess later on so and especially lately like the last five years there have been so many of those instances where you think like what would I do if I if I witnessed that act of racism or that act of violence towards mm-hmm. someone, you know, what would I do? And so that was really part of the motivation for wanting to tell it from that perspective um, because being so um, distressed over what's going on in our society, in America right now, you know, um, and all of the acts of just violence and, and racism, it just is like, why doesn't anyone step up? You know, why, why don't people step up? And so I did kind of want to look at that, like put my character in that position where they have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the choice is inaction. And that's just, it's tragic, you know? 
Yeah, and from a story point, she's the your lead character because she has the arc, yeah. right? Like she, she is, yep. she's yeah. a different person at the end of the film, right? So yep, absolutely. Yeah, really great job. So uh, the film starts with like the point of view of like, you're looking through the kind of like the, the shades, I guess, of like a diner or it, like it's, it just feels like a diner even though we don't see it yet. And, uh, and then you see the car, the van, the, the, the truck pull up. So then you go right to extreme. So it's almost like you have contracting cuts sometimes. Like you go from long shots to like extreme close-ups. Long, like you do that a few times in your film. It's like really interesting because usually it doesn't work, but in your film, it, it really does work. Is that like, was that conscious in the editing room to like go from extremes was, like that? It was conscious in the script. I mean, when I was lining the script and thinking out the shots, I mean, I, I every, everything that's in the film was on my line script. You know, I was pretty, I'm pretty, pretty detailed when I'm thinking about my shot list, you know? So um, yeah, it was all, it was all in my head, the way that I saw it. And I'm really stubborn. <laughs> so I was like, no, like we can get it that way if you want it, but I want it this way, you know? So um, every everything that was important to me is on the screen. So tell me about, okay, so then that's a good jumping off point. So tell me about your cinematographer then. Obviously a really nice job on their part. So you yeah. said you, story, you, do, you, do, you do like a storyboarding thing or you just do straight shot lists? No, I do storyboard. I do the whole thing. Like I'm really old school. I, I like to draw out my little, my little stick oh, wow. figures, <laughs> you know, I like to put it up and, but that's just for me. I mean, I don't show those to anybody because they're so rudimentary, but you know, I like to be able like, I like to like kind of think it through and, and feel the, sh feel what I'm going to, what I'm trying to say. You know, I, I, I'm a really big believer that everything is part of telling the story, like the, the angle of the film, this, the location, the setting, the dialogue, you know, the costume, you know, what they're wearing, like it all tells a part of the story. Right. So I really, I, I, that's a lot of the fun for me of that's the movie making, right. That's the filmmaking yeah. part. So I like, I enjoy that. So I get really detailed about that. And then I, and then I go over it with my cinematographer, like, this is what I want. You know, can we, what can we do? Like, this is how I see it. And we took, I think we took about two or three days to do that together, to go over that. And um, we went out to the locations prior to, and, um, you know, looked at all, looked at all the possibilities. Um, like when we were out on the road, he was like, oh, look at this, like, like barbed wire is really cool right here. So I was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. So then when I did my shot list, I made a little note, like on my script, like be sure to get that barbed wire in the shot. And then he just, you know, I think he just picked up, um, he just picked up that, that B-roll of the barbed wire, but it's beautiful. You know, yeah. I, I love barbed wire. Yeah. So, so that's your cinematographer, Brandon Hamilton, correct? He did a good, he did a really good yeah, job with this. Yeah. Film. He is a great cinematographer. He yeah. really is. I mean, there's just so many great filmmakers in the Bay Area that are just unsung. You know, he's a, he's a teacher at San Francisco film school. Oh, wow. And, okay. And he, you know, he's a family man and um, he works full time at the school. So he doesn't get to make a lot of narrative films. Um, but I think he's just a really brilliant. I mean, he can, he knows like he's a wealth of information. You know, he knows so much more. I don't know that much about shot. Like, I don't know. I don't know lenses. I don't know. You know, like, I don't know, understand all that stuff. He, so I need to work with cinematographers who, do know all that stuff and who don't judge me <laughs> because yeah, I, totally. I don't like 
too much for my brain. Right. So, and he's like that. He's like, no, yeah, we can, we can do that. Uh, you know, he handles the details. I think um, that to be honest with you, I think most cinematographers like someone like yourself, who's very, you have a vision, you're very detailed at the same time, you don't know everything. So you're not going to try to do his job. And he has some creative freedom, I guess, too. Right. Yeah. So, oh yeah. 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 And I love, I love like the collaboration part of it too. Like, you know, um, when you're writing a script and you're working with someone like an executive who's helping you, like, I love, I love all that. I love collaborating. It's super fun. And it's really my only social life. So it's important. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. I understand. So the, 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 even inside the, the diner and I'm curious where you found it, but just for the point, uh, is the way he used the shadows in the diner really interesting? Cause it's obviously like, it's like you, someone can say it's like prison bars, right? Like everybody's guilty. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was all Brandon. He he. Well, the the light was coming through the shades in yeah. the very beginning of the day, and then he was like, "Oh, this you know this is beautiful." So we we tr we weren't six. We didn't do it as successfully as I had hoped during at the end of the day because there was so much hot light come hot sunlight coming through the you know we had a we had a shade up, but it was still really like end of day, and we only had a day in that diner, so we had to get in and get out and get all of our shots in one day. So, but yeah, that was all Brandon. So she, uh, uh, the glasses, the glasses on the character, like where did that come from? It's almost like a Robert Evans. Like that's like, I'm aging myself by saying that like these old big gigantic you mean, uh, glasses. <laughs> Trevor bought them. He brought that. He brought those. <laughs> I said, I told him I wanted the character to wear glasses, thick framed glasses yeah. and overalls. And he bought like, six pairs of thick framed glasses off of um amazon and brought them to set and just tried a bunch on yeah so like a few minutes so a few minutes in she goes to the bathroom i'm assuming you shot the bathroom scene in the diner as well like uh yes it's uh like then you see kind of like a, a, there's a warning shot like okay something's up when she pulls up her like her she's uh bruised on the she's bruised right and then the look on his face and it's like, okay, there's something, something's, something's going down, right? So in terms of the, the diner, obviously it worked because you wanted like nobody else in the diner. Did you think about having like being packed or having a few people scattered in the diner or was did you always want it to be empty? I wanted it, I wanted it empty because I wanted it to be remote. I wanted to give that feeling of she really didn't have anyone to turn to. Gotcha. If, Full, a full diner would have given her a lot of options. She had a man and a woman and the man was sharpening knives. He looked like an option to her. And that's why the, the glance at the, at him. And then she says, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I think, you know, I wanted her to be tr trying to like think on her feet, you know, yeah. thinking on her feet as much as a young girl can, you know, who's yeah. filled with fear and who's been abused for six weeks. Yeah, then of course when we see the shot of her underwear, then we're like, oh fuck. And then then you got us hooked. Yeah, you, you, you have the audience hooked. And it's like, okay, we we obviously want her to get away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we want Sorry. to be saved. <laughs> yeah. That's what us, that's what we do as audience members. We, we we root for not bad things to happen. But then of course you have to serve the story and and it has to be what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So really interesting. So then you shot this, like, where did you shoot the, the exteriors? Like in the, 
Uh, Petaluma um, at the, uh, gosh, what's the name of it? A big, there's a big park in Petaluma. It's beautiful, a big, um, a big natural preserve. I forget what it's called. So we shot the exteriors there and then on just on a road in Petaluma. So the sound, um, we really picked up a lot of the road sound, unfortunately. Sound was the hardest part of this film. The diner had a lot of noise in it that you couldn't hear when you were there, right? So mm. when I got, when I got, to hear the audio afterwards, there was just all this noise that we worked for months to, to eliminate as much of, of it as possible. And it's still the sound, I think the sound is the weakest part of the, of the film. It was the part that made me want to not continue making it, made me oh. not want to put it out there and made me want to cry, you know, <laughs> like just makes me, it still makes me want to cry. I heard it in a theater and I'm like, and I, I it was in a, a festival and I went to the festival and I heard it in the theater and I felt like I just wanted to die listening to the sound. It just really upset me because there's, it was just, there was just so much noise that the mics picked up that was, you couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear the noises in that diner that were in that diner, you know, because it's a working diner, you know, yeah. there was, there were, you know, things going on and motors running and, you know. You didn't want to like strip it all down and like just like do some ADR on the actors and like just redo the whole thing entirely? Couldn't, couldn't afford it. I just couldn't okay. afford it. You know, I just, could, I did want to, but I just couldn't afford it. Gotcha. No. Well, it's I still mean, a great I, film. But I'm, I'm glad you, you, you're yeah. honest about like that's part of the process, right? But it's still a great film. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 I funded it myself. I didn't do any crowdfunding or anything like that. Um, and, you know, there was just there, I spent every penny I could on the screen. Um, everyone got paid, everyone got paid their rate and um, it's expensive, you know? So I just, I did what I, I did what I could do and I made it work to the best of my ability. So, but uh, well, congratulations because I'm sure it's doing well on the festival circuit, and uh, it's part of the learning process of uh, of post production. And but I'm like, it's I'm sure that you you've gotten something out of this, and it's still a great film. So I wouldn't be too down on yourself if uh, if that's well. I love it. You know, honestly, I do love it. I'm really proud of everyone that was involved in it, with it. Honestly, like I'm super proud. Of, I'm proud of the crew. I think everyone did. A, I think everyone who was involved did their very best like including myself like it was and it was just a really great two days and i think the the result is beautiful it's it's beautiful in the the way that i like things to be beautifully tragic um and i yes i'm proud of it and we sent you the audience uh reactions to from our yes. festival what did you think about the audience how the audience had to say about your film it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. It's amazing because, you know, I'm, I'm a, I, the audience that I really want to inspire and um, entertain are women. And so it was really beautiful to listen to the women and how they felt about the film. Like they got it, you know, and, and that was the, the really amazing thing. Like, uh, I mean, you're self-excluded, but a lot of times men will say, well, what about this? And I don't understand that. And like, why? <laughs> And women I didn't see much just... of them <laughs> right there. <laughs> I understand. I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> like, um, and the 
and the why thing is that one, like I can't explain it to you if you don't understand why. But but the women got it, and and I knew I know that that's the thing that I love is like the women got it, and they and they enjoyed it, and they were moved by it, and that is just yeah. the that is the the that's the winning thing for me right there. I think what you're saying is that I can't pretend I can watch the film and emphasize with the 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 female both the waitress and the female character, but I can never be that type of victim, I guess, in the sense in the sense I think that's what you're kind of saying, where like I can never totally understand that no, point. Not of really, view. no. And I think that you, I I don't think I think that you are an exception. I think a lot of times men, in general, yourself excluded, my husband excluded. Um, women have a, are different filmmakers than men, right? And uh, and we are all very primarily used to seeing the the story un, unfold from a male perspective, whatever that perspective is. Even okay. if they're even if they're writing or shooting a strong female lead, right? <laughs> like, um, but a woman's perspective and our storytelling is different, and. Um, it, it, it is a different, it, it's a different, we have a different point of view. And um, yeah, and a lot of men just, I think are still resistant to, to accepting the female point of view as, as valid as the male point of view. Mm -hmm. It's, I guess it's part of it is like, that's what we're used to. It's, it's gonna change in the next generation, hopefully, meaning that oh. whatever we're raised with is what we're kind of used to in the storytelling element. And then if it's if it's from the point of view like you're describing, then maybe that the next generation of men are going to see things differently. Hopefully, I guess, right? The next generation of men are so different though now. Like my daughter's age, you know, the they're they're just so different in everything they think yeah. and in the way that they see the world. So yeah, I think there's, so. there's progress, I guess, right? So yeah, for sure, yeah. Well, congratulations on this film. I know, I don't know, are you, are you in pre-production or post-production of the feature that you're doing right now? Or is that- No, I'm in, I'm in, um, I'm in development on one. I'm still, the, the, the feature, the first feature that I want to raise funds for and shoot is a contained um, thriller, uh, female-driven contained thriller. And I estimate the budget, I'm hoping to keep the budget about 250, 250,000. Um, so I would like to shoot that first and then use that as a stepping stool to raise money for um, a more um, a, a more classic like horror thriller. Um, okay. It'll be a little bit more of a mid-budget kind of film. So um, I'm in I'm in pre-development on the first one because I'm still mm -hmm. in the script stage on that. Um, and then and the other one I'm ready to raise money on it. I just need to kind of get, a. I need to, I need to get a director's, um, a feature directing thing under my belt so gotcha. that I can have some, you know, have some clout to say, yeah, I've done it. <laughs> I, I can do it again. Is so. that your dog or the neighbor's dog? He's concurring. That's my dog. Me. That's one of my three dogs barking. Okay. He's yeah. concurring. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go mom. <laughs> or, <laughs> because <laughs> he seems to be into it so well congratulations so much like i really appreciate you like submitting to the to their festival the female festival uh it's a really great film i really enjoyed it i said i watched it for a second time today i picked up some things i didn't even notice the first time and i just think it's a really well well done film so i can't wait to see your feature and why don't we talk when uh your feature is made we'll have a big conversation about it i would love that i would love that so much thank you so so much thank you and Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemizel, Hassenbemp Incorporated.